This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 749, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 29th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and today we're taking a look at some of the uh, the books that came out on January the 29th. This is coming out a little bit later than I would have expected. I was, uh, I was recently thinking, oh, I'm going to get right back on top. I'm going to have everything in a perfect schedule. Everything's going to be great. And then this week happened, and I'm like, well, haven't had any chance to record any episode. So there goes that. Um, anyways, uh, taking a look today at some of the releases from January the 29th, let's talk, take a look first at the books I will not be talking about, but at least wanted to mention that they did come out. Uh, they had new issues of Action Comics, Amazing Spider-Man, The Daily Bugle. It's a limited series, number 105. We've got new ep- new issues of Avengers, Avengers of the Wasteland, Captain America, Captain Marvel, The End, Conan the Barbarian, Deadpool, The End, De- Detective Comics Annual, Dial Age for Hero, Doctor Strange, The End, so many of the ends. Doctor Strange, Squad, uh, sorry, Surgeon Supreme, Fallen Angels, Hawkeye, Freefall, Immortal Hulk, Jessica Jones, Blindspot, uh, which is not actually new, but... New in physical format. Uh, Justice League, Justice League Dark, New Mutants, Ravencroft, Scream, Curse of Carnage, Spider-Ham, Spider-Verse, Star Wars, Suicide Squad, Tarot, The Flash, The Green Lantern, Black Stars, The Terrifics, Thor, and Titans Burning Range. So, with all that said, what the hell did I have a chance to read? Well, I got to read three books, so settle down. We're going to enjoy a few minutes of these, and then uh, I'll send you on your way, and then eventually you can download the next podcast. Um, but, uh, okay, let's jump right into it. First up, we have a Weapon Plus World War IV. Um, I gotta be honest, I don't actually not even sure what this is. Um, I read it, I liked it, I wasn't sure what it was. Um, is there more to come from this? Are we supposed to get some more? Like I, I read this kind of in and of itself, and I, I don't know where it's leading to or what it is. Um, I liked it. It was an interesting book with characters I didn't really know. I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I dug it. But I'm curious, you know, what what did I just read? Um, you know, a lot of it's, you know, the story about this character who's basically, uh, you know, kind of infected by a man thing. And I don't know if he's a pre-existing character or a lot. Like, I didn't know the character. Uh, but the character basically has, like, man thing-like powers. Um, and I really like that story. And that was, that was the most of this one shot. And then the last ten pages, it's, a, it's about uh, Orcus, uh, which is the organization that's been involved with the X-Men recently. Um I think it was introduced there, but maybe I'm wrong. And he got Project Brute Force, um, which is this, you know, interest, weird, like, kind of animals as, uh, that have cybernetic parts and are basically, um, uh, you know, employed as soldiers. It's such a weird book, but I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, Weapon 4 is by Benjamin Percy and George Janti. Um, so, and I think that was, it was just extremely well done. Weapon H is by, or sorry, Weapon 2, I should say, is by Ryan Cady and David Baldion. Um, this was just so bizarre, and I wasn't sure what this was, and why, like, what this is, and if it's connected to something else. I really like that main story, though. I thought it was inc- incredibly strong, some great art. I thought it was well-paced, and I was really invested in this character and what he was going to find. And uh, it was it was just such a weird. I don't know what this book is, but I really dug it, and I would read more of it if we were given it. I, I don't know if there's going to be more. If this is a one shot, I'm really not sure what this was um, and why it exists. I'm, I'm just not sure. Uh, next up is X Force issue number six. Um, this is also by Benjamin Percy, so uh, that's two books by him that I read this week. This is artwork by Stephen Segovia, uh, Guru FX doing the color art with the virtual uh, calligraphy is Joe Caramagna doing letters and Tom Muller, of course, doing design work. Um, 
enjoyed the art. It's not wasn't quite as strong as maybe the, the opening arc of this book, but it was still really interesting. Um, and I, I thought it was yeah, it was really interesting to see Black Tom kind of being uh, security um, and how he feels about you know what happened. Uh, in the kind of early part of this book, or sorry, in the uh, earlier issues. I'm interested in how these characters are being written. I like how Beast and Marvel Girl work together. Um, I thought this was really interesting. I, I'm not sure if I buy all of the ways in which Beast is actually written, because it just doesn't maybe feel like Beast would act like this or be this kind of arrogant, but uh, it's interesting nonetheless. I'm uh, interested, especially with the last issue, with sort of last page, what it kind of means uh, going forward. I, I dug this. Uh, again, I don't think the artwork was quite as strong as previous issues, but I think overall I'm really enjoying it. Besides the potential misstep of the characterization of Beast, I thought this was still great. I'm going to give it an 8. I, I, I'm really enjoying X-Force. It's my favorite of the kind of the new wave of the Dawn of X books, more so than X-Men. I think it's been more consistently enjoyable and had a better narrative focus. Um, X-Men just feels like it's kind of ping-ponging around. It's great, but it's just it seems like it doesn't always know what it wants to do or what it's going to tell you next. Uh, and that leads us to X-Men 5 by Jonathan Hickman and R.B. Silva. So first of all, you have Lionel Francis Hugh, I guess, is taking a, maybe a couple issues off. I don't know if, when he's coming back exactly. It could be next issue, and I just didn't check that yet, so I don't know. Um, uh, the artwork by R.B. Silva, who is one of the artists who was involved with the I can't remember which one he was, but he was either House of X or Powers of Ten. It's really nice to have him come here. Marta Garcia is doing the color art, and it really sings. It it really jumps off the page, so I really enjoy that. Virtual Calligraphy is Clayton Cowles does the letters here, and of course Tom Ballard is the design. And I... Uh, First of all, the art is just really exciting here. Um, I never thought we'd see the Children of the Vault again. Like I, It was this, this, this concept that seemed to go away, and we weren't really dealing with it anymore, and yet now it's back, and it's you know I, it made me want to kind of go back and learn more about these characters because I forgot about them. An interesting team to put together here. You have um, Darwin, uh, Sink, who is nice to have back, as well as uh, Wolverine, X or formerly the X-23, Laura Kinney, who here she definitely says that she is Wolverine. It's interesting to kind of see them go in as this team, and you're curious what comes next. Um, you, you only really get to see what happens with the team defending or creating a distraction so that those three characters can, can get inside the vault. Um, really intrigued by what this means and, and where those characters went. Um, and again, an interesting way of having... Cyclops be like, you know, my God, what have I done? What the hell was I thinking? And just to kind of see him confronting his own foibles uh, and how he may or may not be wrong. Um, I'm really... This issue was so much better than the last five. Or last four, four, sorry. Not that the last four weren't good. Um, it just felt like, you know, we were getting a lot of stuff that wasn't didn't feel as important or just... It just kind of felt like we were having these weird adventures, but they didn't really feel like they were adding into something. But there's something about the way in which this issue was put together it just seems so much more important. I don't know why. And there's something, maybe just the feeling that the characters feel like they've made a mistake at the end, or they're, they're like, what have we done? Like, I don't know, it raises the stakes because you feel like they're even, even they're even talking about here about you know the resurrection protocols, what that means. Like, there's so many interesting things kind of being built in here that it made me more excited to see what comes next. Uh, so I don't know what comes next. I'm really intrigued. Like, this is the first half. Like, you see the team disappear. Um, it's kind of like you know when you had in 
God, I can't even remember now. House of X or Powers of Ted when you had, I think it was House of X, when you had uh, Cyclops and his team get murdered. And this is before we knew about the resurrection protocols. It was pretty crazy. At the end of that issue, you know, kind of Xavier kind of being like, no more. And, and it just being really confronted by this. And in retrospect, his no more is more about no more death because there's always resurrection maybe than no more, like we won't let them kill us anymore. Who knows? Um, but it's just interesting here. Now we have Cyclops is the one to kind of confront himself and be like, why did I do this? What have I done? Um, I, I thought it really, it really worked. I, I thought the issue was really strong. I'm actually going to give it a nine. Like it, I was just so invested and really intrigued and like the, the use of powers. And I think that's something I really give uh, credit to Jonathan Hickman as well as it feels like he's really thought things through in terms of, you know, which characters would be cool to put together. Uh, which powers are really cool? How can we use them? Like the fact that we even have the five that create the resurrection protocols um, is him thinking about it and being like, okay, hold on. We got these balls. Well, what if they're not just balls? What if they're eggs? Okay. What if you could regrow a human? Well, how would you you'd want it to be older? Oh, we have a character that can localize time and, and uh, you know, age them through. Okay. Who can do this? Who can do that? And I felt like he kind of figured it out and put these characters together based on power sets. And it was just like, he's thinking a different level. Um, how can I combine mutant powers to do something crazy and cool that we haven't seen before? Anyways, I really felt myself uh, enjoying this book. I gave it a nine. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think there was a, a wasted page here. Like it was just so interesting. And you had them going, the you know, different characters going through the vault and like the different page. And you could see like the design work changing. And was, I thought it was really cool, really cool concept. And I'm excited to see more, uh, looking forward, uh, some of the releases from the book week of February the 5th, that we'll talk about in our next reviews episode. We've got Conan battle for the serpent crown, uh, which is, I believe a one. No, I think that's a, not a one shot. I think that's a part of an ongoing, book yeah because uh, there's another issue afterwards um so that's uh so that's number one and it's really i've already read that one i really liked it but i'll talk about that next time we have the launch of a new ant-man book we have uh, new issues of batman black cat captain america the end which is notable unfortunately more for uh, a flub um in terms of uh, the credits page than what's at, what was actually within the pages, which is unfortunate because Eric Larson likely wrote a wrote and illustrated a good story, and yet that's not the story. Um, that's not the thing that people are talking about, which is unfortunate. It's not his fault that there was a mistake in the credits, and if you don't know about it, well, they mistakenly credited, credited the uh, creation of... Uh, Captain America to Stanley, which is obviously not true. Uh, this said Stanley and I believe Jack Kirby, uh, not Joe Simon. So that's that's why people are upset. Uh, there's DC's Crimes of Passion, Dark, Ag- Dark Agnes number one, Doctor Doom, Immortal Hulk, Great Power, Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity, Justice League, Justice League Odyssey, Lois Lane, Magnificent Miss Marvel, Marauders, Miles Morales, Spider Man, Savage Avengers, Spider Verse, Star Wars, Darth Vader. Strike Force, Swordmaster, X Men, Fantastic Four, Yondu, and Young Justice. Whew, that's a lot of books. Can't wait to talk about some of these next time. Uh, you can always rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, also listen to us on Stitcher, and you can also email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Thanks so much for enjoying this episode, or well, hopefully enjoying this episode. For Thanks for downloading and listening to it, though, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>